helping you navigate the Disney parks. With the hope that it will be a source of joy and inspiration to all the world. You're listening to Rope Drop Radio. Welcome to another Rope Drop Radio. Derek and Doug talking all things Disney. And Doug, before we even get in today's show, we have another Patreon we must announce. Woohoo! Brad Comer, thank you so much for joining the Rope Drop Radio community, getting all that bonus content. Uh, some mm-hmm. gifts might be coming your way. We got all sorts of fun things, some extra uh, shows, and a really fun one that we'll mm-hmm. be recording today after this one. So if you'd like to be one of our Patreons, go into the show notes and check it out. And thank you so much to all of our Patreons. And Doug, we Absolutely. also have another iTunes review. iTunes review. We have a few more we than do have another... Because if you didn't hear last week, we're having a contest for a castaway bag, the castaway luggage tags, and whatever else I may shove in it. Um, So if you want the absolute cheapest way to get a castaway bag, leave us a review on Apple Podcasts or iTunes, or go on to Facebook and leave a review there. Probably do it for another week, right? Sounds good. Uh, Yeah. Another week, leave the review. Two ways to get entered. Um, If you leave one on iTunes... Let us know what your username is because it's really hard to contact you through iTunes. Like, hard by impossible. So, Facebook or Twitter, message us. Maybe Instagram, too. Right, Derek? Leave a message. Absolutely. Okay. So, anyway, contest going on. So, I'm going to read one today, then we'll get on to the show. All right. Title of it is Keeps Me in the Disney Bubble. And then the username, as I usually mispronounce it, I think it's Tin Man 205. But at first, my brain wanted to say Timon. Timon? Me? No, there's no okay. O. All right. Tin. I'm going to go Tin Man. All right. I have two boys, 12 and 9, and just willingly downloaded and listened to an entire hour about strollers in Disney World. So he's definitely not – he, she – I'm sorry. I said he um, – stroller age anymore. So that's dedication to the podcast right there, folks. All right. That's how entertaining, knowledgeable, and engaging these two guys are. Keep up the great work. Well, that episode so still has the funniest moment. We've been doing this over three years. I've never laughed so hard during that episode. Yeah, the lightning round. If you haven't listened to the stroller episode with Matt uh, from Kingdom Strollers – just the lightning round is worth the download on multiple devices just so you can play it for friends wherever you may be with whatever device. And if you're looking to rent a stroller, we have a link on our website. Click that. We get like a couple nice. dollars. So, yes, we are affiliate partners with strollers. So if you need one, yeah. send no. us a message and we'll send you a link. Anyway, enough advertising for Rope Drop Radio because we're excited that you are listening to the show. We have a really great guest on. And today we are going to talk a little bit about yesterday, today, tomorrow, when it comes to Epcot's future world. And to do that, we invited Dan Heaton from the Tomorrow Society podcast. Welcome to the show, Dan. Hey guys, thanks for having me. That's really cool to talk with you. Awesome. Thanks for coming on. So before we get to Epcot, why don't you give the Rope Droppers a little bit of your Disney background? Sure. Yeah, I started going to Walt Disney World when I was a kid in the early 80s and early 90s, driving up from St. Louis, Missouri. So spent a lot of time at Epcot especially and really loved it and pretty much was hooked from there. And then as an adult, just kind of went here and there and then had kids go a lot now, at least every year or more. And then started started the Tomorrow Society, started writing a lot about what's going on in the parks and the history and then did a podcast, which I've been doing for four years, where I interview lots of cool, smart people about 
Disney and what they think of it and some that have worked for Disney. So it's been a blast to do. Yeah, I love your show and definitely Rope Droppers. Give it a check out. We'll talk more about that at the end for a little plug. But we are going to do a special Patreon episode to uh, kind of talk more about some of the Imagineers and special guests you've had on the show and some of the stories behind the scenes. Really great stuff. So be checking that out. But let's... You saw it. You, you heard he said smart people on a show. That's why we haven't been on yet, Derek. Yes. <laughs> smart That's true. people. That's true. And your drive from St. Louis, when we did the drive as kids, you were already six hours ahead of us. So congratulations on that as a child. We, we fly through St. Louis quite a bit, dog. All the time. I was saying earlier, I love the Dunkin' Donuts there. They they make the best donut holes or Timbits or Munchkins, whatever you want to call them, Internet. Yeah, well, I've made the drive as an adult, and I don't know how my parents did it. I do that drive from St. Louis, and I'm like, we're flying. That's it. Yep. I can't do it. It's yep. too long. Airplanes are amazing. They are every time. So we could talk a whole trip about flying, but let's talk more about Epcot. A lot of people say it's their favorite. Some say it's their least favorite, but we're going to dive into the history and everything with it. So let's start by looking at the centerpiece of Future World, Spaceship Earth. Let's talk about that. And what about the uh, narrator? Who is your favorite and what's some of the history? Some people might not know there's been more than one. What do you got? How do you like the uh, narrator and Spaceship Earth, Dan? Well, I think Spaceship Earth is one of the few things that goes back to kind of early Epcot Center, which, you know, back as an opening day attraction. But what's crazy about it is, like you mentioned, it's had four different versions that have gone for a while. Like a lot of people probably have gone with Judy Dench and then with Jeremy Irons. But before that, you had Walter Cronkite. And then for a few years before that, you even had what many believe is a guy named Lawrence Dopkin. But there's kind of weirdness about that. But in terms of my favorite, it's a tough call because when I was a kid, it was always Walter Cronkite. And mm-hmm. But for me, while I like Judy Dench and what she's doing, I feel like the script is a little weird at times. It's a little dumbed down. There's stuff about the Internet and the backup system. and ugh, There's a few things that aren't great. So I'd go with Jeremy Irons for me because mm-hmm. for that, that spaceship Earth has a great descent. It's not you're not just staring at the screen. It's so epic. The score is so good. And it's kind of a mix of the new Spaceship Earth with things I loved when I was younger. Like they upgraded some of the technology, but they also there are a few weird things in the version now. I still think it's amazing, but it's crazy to think, too, that we're probably going to see something new in the next few years. that hasn't been officially announced. So we're going to have a fifth version, which for one attraction is nuts. And I can confirm on that that they have not contacted me yet about the voice work. Just <laughs> letting everybody know. Maybe Ryan Wiley, uh, our Maybe. voice actor that's been on the show yeah. a couple times, he could be contacted, Maybe. hopefully. But <sighs> nothing yet, nothing yet. Derek, do you have a favorite Dame narrator? Judy Dench is still my You're... favorite. Though I do know, like I remember as a kid, Jeremy Irons, uh, but he's always going to be die hard with a vengeance villain for me and scar. Mm. So Dame Judy Dench is a legend. I love her voice. It's soothing. And so I'm, I'm going to go with her, not based on the attraction, just on her voice alone. Okay. I'm definitely a Jeremy Irons guy. Uh, definitely my favorite. I, I think, yeah, you're right. They made a couple little goofy changes to where I like the Jeremy Irons version, but the Walter Cronkite is definitely when I was younger. I, what year did they change that over to roughly? Just ballpark. Oh, well, it went to Jeremy Irons in 94. 
Okay. So Cronkite was like 86, 94. And that one had Tomorrow's Child, the song. Mm, yeah. So a lot of people love that. So that's kind yep. of the old school fans. But yeah, Irons was for 13 years. So I think a lot of people that are now adults grew up with that one, too. I should like the Walter Cronkite if I'm going back to my first impressions. But I think just hearing Scar tell me about the history of communication is phenomenal. What what type of thing would you like to see come to that end scene instead of staring at a screen what would you like them to do with the fifth iteration that's on its way well i think having the whole attraction you've got all these like great physical sets the whole way going up and even they added that kind of goofy computer scene in the last version mm -hmm. and everything so i feel like i don't just want them to put in because apparently the sets from the jeremy irons version are still just hanging out behind the wall from what i've heard but wow. i don't want to yeah. just do that because that would be like well, this is weird. This It'd be like the final scene of the Carousel of Progress or something. <laughs> they're like, everything's a little goofy here. But I something where they have real sets and they're kind of looking to the future and it all kind of fits. Because now you go up to the top and you're like, this is amazing. This is great. And yes, I admit it's funny to see your face kind of on those, on those videos and everything. Yes. But after a point, you're kind of like, okay, well, after I've done it a few times, I kind of want it to be the same level as the first two thirds. Like, can they just kind of continue that as you go down? And I hope they do that. I am not sure they will. It probably depends on the budget and what they really want to do. Yeah. They're, they're busy probably spending money on food and wine budget to build more kiosks. So there's also a giant roller coaster going in pretty close nearby, spending a couple a dollars few on pennies. that. Yeah. So I don't yeah. see them spending a lot of money on the redo. I'm afraid. It's going to just kind of fix up that last scene or two. And and the iPhone came out. That's yeah, all sponsored by Apple all of a sudden. And, all of a sudden, the whole attraction's Apple-vised. Apple I can see that, honestly, to goodness happening, too. And I think they have uh, Josh Gad on retainer to just Oh, yeah, Josh Gad now. will do everything. So that's going to be our new narrator. Yeah, I oh, think wow. so, absolutely. Yeah. So I'm sorry, everybody, but that's Spoilers. probably what's going to happen. That, that is true. Uh, <laughs> I... I kind of hope so and hope not at the same time because I <laughs> right. really like Josh Gad. Is, is there a voice out there that would be somebody you'd like to Twitter see? Twitter poll. That is our that? Twitter poll for this coming Ooh. week, by the way. Okay. Twitter and Facebook poll. You know, for me, I hadn't really thought about it beforehand. I, you know, I should have prepped for that question. Well, but I, I just mean, think you, you need somebody kind of regal or grand or something, you know, just I mean, Judy Dench is perfect. And I don't really have a huge problem with her, but somebody who kind of has that air of like important yeah that wouldn't be a bad choice yeah. you know he's done hall of presidents at times yeah, he's so. played god in a lot of things true right but uh, I, mike Rowe would be cool be like dirty jobs but you know making papyrus i don't know <laughs> yeah i assume they'll swap the narrator because that's and they probably will get a new sponsor because that's like when things really change. They've had three different sponsors over the years. So mostly AT&T, but then Siemens mm -hmm. and everything else. And that's why now they're going to do something. But I don't know. Nothing's official. And like you said, they spent $400 million or whatever on a coaster. So that that's a little bit of money. Let's go on. Let's keep moving on because we talk narrators and speculate. But I like the... The $400 million, there's there's a lot of things that have been changing over the years at Epcot and a lot of things that are now changing, of course. What do you say is one of the biggest changes in Future World from the park's origin to today? Well, I think the whole theme, I mean, when you started out, they were still kind of trying to do the World's Fair and trying to connect to Walt's original idea, which was to do this city 
where they were never going to do a city because that's just a lot to do. I mean, you yeah. have to really the the without Walt, the logistics are crazy. But so when they started out, they were like, well, we still want to honor that spirit. So let's do the World's Fair. And then Michael Eisner came in and he kind of went, wait, where where are the characters? What's going on? We don't mm -hmm. understand. So they've kind of tried to have it both ways. They've tried to do. We're going to have thrills with like test track. We're going to have characters with Nemo and weird things they've done with Figment. And then we're so it's kind of a mishmash right now. I feel like that's the biggest thing where there's still amazing attractions. I love Soren, test track, spaceship Earth, but yet they also have living with the land, which is fun, which is like an old attract older attraction. Mm -hmm. So it's all over the map. And that's where I think the change is where sometimes people like you said at the start, people are like, I don't like that park. It's because they come in and their brain is like, wait, what is going on? It's like, I've got this slow moving ride to communication. Then I'm doing a car and then I'm feeling like I'm going to throw up on mission space. It's everywhere. So I think they're just, Disney doesn't really know what to do. It's like, they're trying to kind of put a lot of square pegs in round holes. Mm -hmm. And while individual pavilions are great and I love the park, but everything doesn't fit together like it used to. It used to all really fit together well. And while they had things have to change, now it's like a mix of old and new and the middle and whatever and stuff they're doing in the future. So that that's the real change, which sounds like they're going to try and fix. Well, I'm wondering how it's going to work out. So out of the future world, talking about opening day or close to opening day of those original attractions that are now extinct. Is there one that sticks out as kind of a personal favorite for you? Yeah, and this is kind of the obvious pick as far as old school Epcot Center fans, but it's so, uh, it's Horizon Energy. Yes. <laughs> yes. Oh, Horizon. Symbiosis yeah. or you know, Food Rocks is what it food is. Food Rocks. That's, yes. that's <laughs> can't go wrong with Food Rocks. <laughs> I do yes. like Food Rocks actually and Kitchen Cabaret, but Horizons is a choice for me. I um, if you could like embody everything that Epcot Center was in the first like 10 years, it's that attraction. It has, you know, it's got space. It goes undersea. It's got that optimistic. Wow. The future is going to be amazing. It's going to be the technology is going to be awesome. That like pretty much everything that as like a 10 year old or 12 year old, I was like, oh, my God, this is the future is going to be the most amazing thing. We're going to have monorails. We're going to live under the sea. And all of that from all the different attractions was in this one attraction. And it was also kind of fun and whimsical and a little weird. Mm -hmm. And they somehow roped it all in to one big, massive a thing. But the problem is they had a sponsor, GE. And once GE left, they were like, well, we don't have money. And also, you know, it, again, it fit with 1983. It didn't fit with Disney in 1999 is when it closed, but it would have been earlier. But to me, that like embodies everything from the history. And from that, you can kind of pull World of Motion, Universe of Energy, the original Living Seas, all these different elements. But they all were in this one incredible attraction that somehow is still really popular, even though it closed 20 years ago. I still have great memories from when I was nine yeah. in there. And wasn't it on a sinkhole? I've heard rumors. It's, it's still unproven. Motion. Yeah. It's still yeah. unproven. I've okay. heard because like the, there's Florida. pictures. Yeah, there probably was everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think it was from what I heard. But, um, you know, there was probably a way they could fix it. And this is not canon. This is probably a bit of fan fiction here. But they probably could have updated and fixed it. But I think the thought was we lost our sponsor. Maybe if there were structural issues, it would have cost tons of money. So why not pull it out? And then we've got a new sponsor. We're going to do 
this amazing, you know, space simulator eventually. And, you know, that worked out okay. I really want them to name the new space restaurant Horizons in its honor. No, no one agrees with that. Anyone? Someone out there does. No problem. Okay. I have no problem with that. One of my I don't have a problem with it. Some people might get very upset. I, I'm, I'd be Twitter like, Twitter okay. would explode. Yeah, it would be well, good and like this. Yeah, yeah. Um, I kind of like World of Motion um, because it was ridiculously, like, uh, ridiculous humor the whole way through. Like, this, the narration, you know, like, they talk about the open road and then they, like, show them fixing a flat tire type of stuff. Like, I thought that was funny because my brain is wired weird for humor. Like the jungle cruise is like my favorite thing ever. So that was as close to the jungle cruise as you got in Epcot is the rest of it. Wasn't funny except figment was pretty funny too. I don't know. I digress, but oh, I got to say I, mine. I, I got if, okay. If you're talking about yeah, rep, bringing back yours? attractions, Why even though it's not opening back? day, bring back body wars. I don't know. I just, I, I missed that one, even though it was not opening day at all. It's been gone for a while. Yeah, I I liked Body Wars. Um, it made me a little sick, which is weird because Star Wars didn't. Maybe it was because you were going through the body. But, you know, hey, I would love if they had done something with that. They are going to do something with that pavilion eventually. But um, it would have been cool to find a way to make that last longer. I, yeah. I still think that's going to be Wakanda. Just saying out loud. You can dream, Derek. You can dream. Let's look towards the future of Future World. What all is coming the way? Enough about the past. Let's stop reminiscing and nostalgia. Yeah, Figment the Old is never coming back. What is coming, Dan? Well, a lot is coming. I mean, we already kind of hinted at it. The Guardians of the Galaxy indoor coaster in the world's biggest building that anyone has ever seen. That, is that building coming. you can see from miles and miles away. It's It's <laughs> ginormous. I think like I can see you can see it from uh, St. Louis. I heard if you stand on the arch, you can see it. <laughs> Basically. So they're doing that. That's the big future world attraction. Obviously, Ratatouille is going to World Showcase. But in terms of future world, they're putting in the space restaurant, like you mentioned, which should be open pretty soon. But they haven't really done ADRs Christmas yet. Christmas time-ish. Yep. That's yeah. what I've heard. Yeah. But that's The not rumor is ADRs will start in January is what I've heard. Rumor, like I said. Like, all rumor. Yeah. Yeah, I assume the thing is right now we're kind of speculating on some of it because D23 is apparently going to be a lot about the transformation of Epcot. So I feel like there might be something we don't know. But the other bit, the other things is kind of smaller scale stuff They're Well, they're putting in the play pavilion in Wonders of Life, which is some sort of character greetings. And maybe they've talked about some sort of black box attraction, but it's all very speculation right now. They're also putting in a new film in the land pavilion called awesome planet, which I think, you know, that's where the circle of life, which was kind of the lion King teaching about characters, teaching about how we shouldn't waste and, Things we do not need to bring back. Got it. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I don't think anyone's clamoring for that, except for they had weird wall carpet in there. But basically, (laughs) um, that's and the other big thing, which to me is almost the most exciting, is the entrance because they're redoing the entrance completely and they're going to put in apparently lots of like trees and benches and water features. And then they're going to behind it, they might have, I've heard rumors like they're taking out the Starbucks we know and club cool and all of that and interventions. And they're going to put in some sort of beer garden, which sounds very strange, but this is the rumor that we're hearing. 
So I think at D23, all of that entrance stuff is going to get announced. So basically, they've already removed the Leave a Legacy tombstones mm-hmm. and everything, which that's fine with me. But that part, we don't really know. But I think that's going to look completely different in like two years or a year or two. Like we won't even – and Spaceship Birth will get done at some point. And so hopefully that will help to kind of bring Future World together, I feel like. Because right now, like I said, it's all over the map. Yeah, I see D23 this year being huge into Epcot, and I bet there is something in the back burner that we have no idea that they're the rabbit out of the hat they're saving for this uh, here in, what, a few weeks from this episode? About a month away. Yep. Right? It's the end of August. Um, Hopefully it's not just, like, the name of the beer garden. That that might be it, guys. That's that's all you're going to get, like, the name of the beer garden. Future World Beer Garden. Very creatively named. That watch out spoilers right there. I mean, I I kind of have the sense that they're trying to move the festivals forward. So like the center, like right behind Spaceship Earth there, I think the festivals are gonna start there. And we didn't really talk much about Communicore, like the history of what was in those buildings, but now it's interventions, which has come and gone and gone and come five other times is basically just character meetings, which by the way, as a parent with kids is awesome that I can get a fast pass and meet three characters. Yes. Like, boom, boom, boom. Please keep Not that. Not sad Disney. about that. So they're going to relocate all the characters somewhere in the meantime. They're going to relocate Starbucks because Lord knows if they don't relocate Starbucks, Joe from Back to the Mouse isn't going to Epcot. Nope. It's just fact. That's money lost by Disney. And I'm sure there might be one or two other people addicted to caffeine. I don't know. You've but cleaned like, my teeth, Doug. You know I drink my coffee every time. Yeah, there's there's a lot of caffeine. Very dark caffeine ingested by Derek. That That's is true. I need the Starbucks in Disney. I, I don't think the Starbucks will be gone for more than a week because they'll pop up. They'll pop day. up a portable location. Day. Yep. Uh, even if it's a temporary one. But will Club Cool be gone forever? I've heard rumors, yes and no, and that one makes. Me I sense. could see that being gone. Do you like Club Cool, Dan? I do. I mean, I, yeah. I remember somebody tweeted to like the Disney account and they uh, saying they were sad about Club Cool and they were like. It will be returning in some other form. So I don't know. It used to be Ice Station Cool, which had this weird like caveman you walked by, and it was very cool. I like that a little better. Also, the floor wasn't as sticky back then. Oh, yeah. Which is the only downside. But I like it. I mean, I'm not going to chain myself to the wall if it doesn't come back. But I think it's a nice touch, you know, getting to drink the Beverly, you know, I mean, you can't go wrong there. You can't go wrong, especially getting somebody else to drink the Beverly for the first time, like (laughs) your child. The the thing I love about Club Cool, other than it's refreshing, is that my feet sticking to the floor reminds me of movie theaters of my youth. So it takes me right back. So that's that's the best thing. The nostalgia of a sticky floor. (laughs) Yeah. And but to your point about the festivals, I think you're on it because the festivals are so big at Epcot and they've indicated we are not pulling back on the festivals. I keep waiting for the summer festival to get rid of diet Epcot for those like four weeks in the summer, but they keep expanding them and they're fun. I mean, I don't have anything against the festivals, but it's going to be interesting to see. I think if there's anything we don't know, it's likely a new country that's going to come like Brazil, but that might come in like 2023. But I think that could be the big I hope bombshell that we don't that, know about. That is a bigger announcement than the name of the beer garden. So 
just a little. Yeah, yeah, they might be more nail on the head. So you think in Brazil? I mean, if we have to place odds, I mean, pretty good odds, Brazil, right? I I don't think they'll do another European country such as Spain or Greece. I don't see that happening. Maybe Australia. Australia is the only other one I could think of. Or like yeah, some, only- without the like something in Africa to take over the African area. I don't know. Make it more not just a walkway to buy Diet Coke for Doug. That's all it's good for. <laughs> um, yeah. What I've heard is I'm basing it mostly off rumors that I've heard about Brazil that it seems like there's plans. I mean, you've heard a few other rumors about mm-hmm. it was India and, you know, a few, Africa actually was supposed to be an Epcot in like a few years after it opened. They had all kinds of crazy plans, but the only reason I have, I mean, Spain apparently was a thought, but then the movie that was going to be yeah. the big draw yeah. gigantic didn't even end up getting made. So I would think Brazil, but it's so hard to know. Cause I mean, they haven't had a new country since like 1988. And they so need it's an like, IP to go with it. They need that's an attraction. The with Brazil. Can they buy Rio? Do they own Rio they, yet? I think they do. I think they do. Yep. So are we going to get Rio? Cause it's not a good movie. I really don't want to see it in a Disney park. I bad. would hope not. I mean, <laughs> I think I saw part of it, but it was one of those. Oh, that's on. I'm going to go mm-hmm. leave the room that's now. All that's you that's where do. it is. <laughs> well, they could build a country based off the next um, Pixar movie. That is the one where Ooh, Spider-Man mythical, and Star-Lord go on a quest. The mythical or, creature one? Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, yeah. then because then, uh, instead of be- Beastly Kingdom, but yeah. it's literally a land in Epcot. I love it. Yeah. That's it. Imagineers hear us. I love that idea. Yeah. Animal Kingdom stole all their Africa ideas because essentially Harambe was going to be in the World Showcase, right? They they took it, put it in Animal Kingdom. Let's steal Beastly Kingdom back. That is the (laughs) best idea for this expansion I've heard. That's what happens when I jink ginger ale, Derek. Well, I think part of Beastly Kingdom ended up going to Universal because they (laughs) got rid of the Imagineers and then they put in some of that lost continent that now is some of that has morphed into well it did morph into harry potter with dueling dragons which is gone now but um but yeah i don't know i i think this twitter again would blow up if they did something like you described with um (laughs) the mythical land but but again that's a very small percentage of people i still wonder i think yeah there's no ip that i know of for brazil and there's even talk they might not even do an attraction they might just put in a big restaurant and then shops and bars kind of like morocco but i think i don't know if that would hit like like we would need like world showcase needs more attractions yeah yes. they do. yeah that's that's they, if they're gonna build a con- new country without an attraction we need to get a new attraction in say japan or italy um they could take us on a nice little gondola ride around italian architecture or something like almost a dark ride but a boat or that bullet train type of idea in Japan. Just we got to have something else back there. I agree. That's... Well, let, instead of speculating, Dan, what are oh, some of okay. the things you are excited for uh, that are coming? What's your number one favorite thing coming here in the next couple of years, Stepcott? I mentioned the entrance already, which I know it sounds weird to be that excited about an entrance, but I think that'll be cool. I also, 
I'm not, I was not a big fan of Frozen going into Norway. I felt like they really shoehorned that and they just used an old attraction. But I, I am okay with Ratatouille going into France. I feel like that fits really well. Yep, I, I think that's going to be really good for crowds. You've got Guardians coming on one end. You've got Ratatouille like on the other end of the park by the International Gateway. And they also, they didn't remove something. So they kept the impressions of France and then they're going to have the Beauty and the Beast sing along with that. But then they added something new. They're adding a new restaurant. France is going to be gigantic over there. Mm-hmm. And it's already one of the best pavilions. And I think you can't really find something that fits better. Also, I went to Paris 13 years ago. And I know that you actually get to got to experience it. So, But for me, yeah. I don't know if, when I'll get back to Paris. So I think it's cool that I'll get to experience something that at least looks a lot of screens, but still looks like a fun attraction. There are quite a few screens. Um, but it is... It is neat how the trackless, the little mouse moves around, and it, it's not all screens either, but some of the key elements are screens, um, and it's 3D. It's really good. I think the lines will be long for it. I think it's going to have a nice wait, uh, probably longer than I'll do since I have done it, and I did it in French, so, you know, it's about the same as doing it in English all the time, but it's a pretty neat attraction. Like, one point you're under the, the oven, all the burners turn on above you and so then it gets quite warm you know it's it's got that that kind of detail um throughout it so i think well i think dan you nailed it on the head with needing an attraction on the opposite end of the park as far as way you can go is from guardians because that's the e of e tickets right now that disney is building so do you think marvel there's always the hot twitter topic does marvel belong in epcot um no <laughs> See, there you know, was a I good pause to, there. I hate no, to say pause. Marvel. Not editing completely. out that pause. Yeah, that pause was purposeful. <laughs> but um, I hate to say Marvel completely because maybe there's a way that'll work. And before we actually see the attraction, I'm going to say, let's see what it is. Let's see how it fits. Let's see what the pre-show and everything they do, how it works. From what I know right now, it seems very strange. I do like that they are spending money and putting time into making Epcot a good park. So, and drawing crowds and taking some of the weight off of Test Track and Soren and even Frozen Ever After. That's all great. It's just weird to me, too, just because, like I talked about, you've got the theme, you've got Guardians near Living with the Land and Spaceship Earth and some of the other things, trying to like wrap that together into some sort of theme. I don't really get how they're going to do that. So to me, it's as much about, okay, what is everything put together? And maybe they're going to do more things. Because you see, like in California, they added Guardians. And that kind of was kind of in its own little world over there. And now they're going to add more Marvel stuff. I know that Florida, with the contracts, they can't do that much. But who knows? Things change. You never know what could happen in the future. Not that I want that to become a Marvel land. But... Guardians hanging out in that giant building over there, it just seems so strange to me. And I hope that they find a way to make it all come together. I think Disney's army of lawyers and money is going to eventually get all the Marvel stuff. I I wouldn't be surprised if at D23 they said something. Maybe not this year, maybe two years from now, but uh, ready or not, it's it's coming. Yeah, with the announcement of Phase 4 with all the different blade. properties that sorry love blade. blade is blade is not even phase four no i know but that announcement like made me five. happy but um oh what's the 
The Immortals? No. Is that it? No. The... That could very well be next door uh, instead of Wakanda because one picture has held up Wakanda from happening uh, because one picture, which I found, took a picture of the picture. It's there. But, yeah, I think Phase 4 is essentially them saying, like, hey, let's just use characters we can put in our Disney parks in Florida and that's all it is. That's got it. That that had to be the discussion. Why else would they make some of these movies? Just saying. Okay, I'm done. On my yeah. rant. <laughs> no, I mean it's possible. I mean that's that's the thing. I just want the parks to each be unique. So I feel like you know you've got Magic Kingdom. It's very well themed. And Animal Kingdom is its own thing. And then you have, they're starting to make the Hollywood studios, they need to do more things, but Galaxy's Edge coming in, and then Mickey and Minnie. And then you look at Epcot, and I feel like it's like, well, we don't know where to put that, let's put that here, or let's put that here. And I just hope that they can find a way, whatever they do, to kind of make it all come together better. And I don't mean to be skeptical, so... But right now, I'm still not entirely convinced, but, but we'll see. It still doesn't open for a few years, so... Yeah, I think it would have all... Marvel would fit much better in Hollywood studios right there next to toy story next to star Wars. And it's essentially your IP park, like big IPs, big movies, blockbuster park did something else with Epcot. That's, that's kind of how some I people feel. say it's Ipcot now intellectual property. Ipcot. So yep. Sure. I mean, I don't think we're quite there yet. I, I think you're seeing a lot Ameri- more picks. I mean, they they took the fro- frozen ride and just shoved it into Norway. So uh, when was the last time you were on Maelstrom? Let's be honest. Were you <laughs> riding that every time you walked past? Nope, that is nope. a fail. You're right. No. Nope. So I mean, complain all you want about it being gone, but were you in line to make it have demand to stay? No, I can admit I wasn't. Do I go on Frozen? No. So I'm not really going on either. <laughs> It's all the same. I did ride Maelstrom a few times, and I admit I'm not going to be the one who dies on the hill and says that should have not been changed at all. It's just, you know, it's just, um, you know, it's from night the late '80s. It's, you know, it could use something, but, but yeah, and even the Frozen Ever After, it's a nice ride. Whenever we try to go, it seemed to be broken, but I've ridden it. It's been very nice, but um, yeah, it's it's just kind of like I said, all, a little bit all over the map. But I, I enjoy the park. I hope they do cool things with it. All right, Dan. Well, I think that wraps up our Epcot talk. So we're going to move into the, the lightning, lightning round. round. So congratulations on making it this far. Most of our guests do. Some of them don't. So this is something we do with all of our first-time guests is the lightning round. Have you answer questions with your favorite Disney, Pixar, whatever under the Disney umbrella you need to do to justify for your answer? Uh you can justify your answer by explaining, but you don't have to because it is the lightning round. Also, we do keep score, so there are winners and losers. Good luck. All right, your favorite Disney movie. All right, well, I'm going to stick with Disney movies, not go with Star Wars or Marvel or every other caveat I can use. And I'm going to pick Mary Poppins because I've seen every kid's movie from the 60s through now, especially. And I love some of the Pixar movies. But the one that I've actually watched with the kids and been like, you know, this is actually really good. I could watch this more than once. And it's like two and a half hours. Mm -hmm. And that is a long answer. But I think it's the best movie of the Disney movies that I've seen that I can watch a lot. It's just right for your flight to Florida, right? Exactly. 
start that and then boom you're in the magic all right favorite disney character you know i have no idea i don't really stick with characters so i'm gonna go with the parks i thought about the creepy clowns it's a small world i did not pick them i'm going with Dreamfinder because i feel like that attraction it needs him it really does yes it does. amen yes <laughs> hashtag bring back Dreamfinder. Same page, Derek. Yes, I was that's jinx. All right. Uh favorite Disney villain. This is a tough one. I'm mm-hmm. sticking with movies. I think Ursula is the best villain, especially from the Disney Renaissance. There's a few good ones. Scar's pretty good. Mm-hmm. But I feel like Ursula, she's she's got a great song. She's got a great plan. But um she gets thwarted, but I th- I think it almost all works out for her. She's a good one. We hear that answer often, but that is incorrect. The correct answer is Hades. Moving on. Favorite Disney oh. song. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Favorite. Just joking. Favorite Disney song. I thought about Hades, actually. Um, I'm going to go with one from the parks because I feel like that's what I enjoy. I'm going to go with Great Big Beautiful Tomorrow. I feel like it embodies great. so much yep. of what I like in the Love parks. It. Tomorrowland, yep. Early Epcot, Walt Disney, everything. That's a great choice. Yeah. I said one little spark. When we did it, didn't we, Derek? Yes, you did. Yeah, Same so deal. Not far off. About like 1A, 1B on those. All right. Favorite Oh, Disney Park. Used to be Epcot for many, many, many years. I found on recent trips, it's almost Animal Kingdom, but I still have to go from Disney World with the Magic Kingdom because going the last few times, I've had the most fun there, but... The other parks are close for different reasons. So it's very close. Yeah. It's but, like picking your favorite child. It's, it depends on the mood of the day. Mood of the day. Once Star Wars opens, it's going to be Hollywood Studios for everybody. Okay. Favorite classic attraction. You define classic. I'm going to go with something before Epcot from the very beginning. Ooh. I'm not going to pick Disneyland because I would say Pirates from Disneyland is the best of all time. I'm going to go with the Wedway People Mover because I feel like it embodies, again, Tomorrowland, Epcot so much. And picking Haunted Mansion was too obvious. That's a good choice, though. It is, yes. The People Mover. It's an excellent attraction. All right. Favorite modern attraction. And once again, you define modern. I'm thinking modern is like post-2000. So I'm going to go Expedition Everest because it's one of the last non-IP. Even with the Disco Yeti. I feel like it's still still one of the best themed attractions out there and great because it's actually a, sort of an original concept. Joe Rohde said he would fix the Yeti someday. And every time <laughs> someone says that, I'm bringing it up because I know Jody Rohde listens to the show. So Joe, oh, yeah. fix that Yeti. We're all waiting on it. Except yep. me, I have never seen it. Okay, favorite Disney resort? Um, this is because I've been there a lot, Animal Kingdom Lodge. Love the theming. Love that it feels like you're out of the crazy chaos. Mm-hmm. And there's animals, amazingly yeah. themed. Are you a Jombo House or Kidani Village type guy? Always stayed at Jombo House. I haven't stayed at Kidani, but I love the lobby. I just, I could, I could just walk around there all day. Do you uh, tend to get the McKnight location of rooms, the one that's at the absolute end of the hallway, or do you get a little closer to the lobby? Because that can affect your love of a resort, <laughs> trust me. Yeah, well, we've we've gotten standard rooms a few times, which you can get ones that view the Savannah, the partial ones, mm-hmm. but then you end up as yeah. far away as possible. So, But I figure 
it's worth the $200 less or whatever to have to walk like a mile to get to the food. At least. Yeah. At least a mile. <laughs> it's a, they just sprawl. I mean, yes. which is great because it gives more views of the Savannah, but whew, the steps, that's a whole podcast <laughs> right there. That could have been the Patreon yeah, show. It could have. All right. Favorite counter service restaurant. We're into the important questions now. They're about I'm, food. I I'm going to go with an Epcot one. Um, and I'm just going to go with Sunshine Seasons because Future World, not much to eat there, but it's very consistent. Lots of options, plenty to eat. We totally forgot about Electric Umbrella closing. That's how sad we are all about it. Clearly, <laughs> I'm just a little concerned that they're closing Electric Umbrella and probably in the Liberty Inn at like the same time. I don't know the exact dates they close, but the only places that folks can get their chicken nuggets my daughters might die. <laughs> May not survive. No, they'll be fine. We'll feed them. They'll be okay. But, you know, it is kind of odd. They're closing both restaurants that have relatively the same burger and fry menu at the same time. Good luck, people. You're going to have to eat something adventurous. All right. They want Moving people on. to eat that festival food. Festival food. They'll have a booth that's like electric umbrella-like. All right. Favorite table service restaurant. You know, I'll admit I haven't been to so many of the table service ones, especially going with kids. You kind of got to watch it. Um, so I'm going to pick one that I love, which is Raglan Road. It's an old downtown Disney one, but it's still one of my favorites. And it might change if I had been to all the Disney Springs ones. But right now, I, if you had told me where to go, I'd probably pick that. You've eaten there, right, Derek? Yeah, long time ago. Yeah, lo yep. a long time ago. Sorry, yes. Yeah. I remember when we ate there last. Before the I other, had kids. Oh, the other <laughs> side of my table could see the dancers. All I could do was hear the dancers. I was too lazy to turn around and look. All right. Now the most important question. Favorite Disney snack? All right. Well, I was tempted to pick Zebra Domes, but too much Animal Kingdom Lodge mm -hmm. at once. I'm going to go with the world's largest pretzel at Germany. That is what I end up buying. I will even take it's that like as a pretzel win. Dang it, Derek. That is a good pretzel, and that will feed you for like a month. That is a, yes. That that's the pretzel you get if you're drinking around the world. Is a perfect base. This absorbs everything. Absor so yes, absolutely. Yes. Smart choice. I like it. Uh, another pretzel for Derek. We do keep score on that one. You're way that's ahead. That's definitely a score. Yeah, I'm way ahead with my Dole Whip. All right, favorite Disney drink. Again, I don't drink a lot of the like $20 mixed drinks and stuff, so I can't really talk too much about that. So I'm going to stick with my Germany here, and I'm going to go with the 2% alcohol Schaufferhofer grapefruit beer. That's that my wife's favorite. Mine too. <laughs> but I think it's good. It's real light. It's good for the summer when it's hot, and you don't feel like, you know, it's not like getting a 10% IPA where then you just collapse. Okay. That's a good answer. Favorite or not favorite. Oh, my goodness. Learn how to read, Douglas. Bucket list Disney trip. I'm going to pick the obvious one, which is going to Tokyo Disney Sea. And maybe if I'm talking bucket list, hitting the other Asia parks, too. Just doing go. it all at once. I haven't been to any of those. I've only been to Paris and then California. I would love to do it. It's someday, maybe in 20 years. 99% of our listeners or uh guests actually say the same thing i don't know if it's that high derek Pretty some high. some people 
like everybody's bucket list is a little different. Like, you know, they invent cruises, things like that for their bucket list. But that's a good one. In a oh, month or two, we will have on some guests that are going to talk about their trip to all three of those parks coming up. So a little little tease. So, Dan, you have survived the lightning round. Congratulations. Oh, thank you. It was it was hard. I did not give lightning answers, but I tried to survive. I feel like I interrupted a lot, though, Derek. I it, really it's do. okay. It's, I, you're yeah. you're not the fastest answering. You're not by far the not the slowest one. But uh, mm-hmm. we really liked and we loved having you on the show. And you have an amazing podcast. So this is yes. your time to promote yourself to our listeners. And definitely, guys, this is one you're going to want to go check out. But don't stop listening to Rope Drop Radio. No, download both shows. Yes, both shows. So, Dan, where, where can they find you? Well, when you're not listening to Rope Drop Radio, I'm at TomorrowSociety.com. The podcast is called The Tomorrow Society Podcast. It's very original name. But basically, it's mostly an interview show where I talk to authors, I talk to filmmakers, and I talk to former Imagineers and just try to dig into some of what they've done and sometimes some some of the lesser-known areas. I've had people – I recently had a guy who – worked on mystic manor and led that group. I've had another one who worked on all the computer systems that created Walt Disney world and the director of impressions of France. A lot of people like that. So I try to mix it up. I also talk sometimes to podcasters and other experts just kind of sum it up. I try to talk to smart people that I find interesting about theme parks and it's a lot of fun. Nice. So definitely check him out and you're on social media where, I am on Twitter at tomorrow SOC, and I'm also on Facebook and Instagram at tomorrow society. Oh, wonderful. And we'll put all those links into the show notes. So be sure to check those out. And Dan, thank you so much for being on rope drop radio. It's been great to talk to you. Maybe we'll have to have you on to talk the other three parks as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've been to all four anytime. It was a blast. <laughs> wonderful. Thank you. And, and of course, if you want to go check out Epcot, whether it be now or or when it's all done, we highly recommend using the rope drop queen herself, Michelle McKnight. She is the world's greatest travel agent who is currently helping me book some ADR. So thank you, Michelle, for listening and helping me with that. But she can help you make all those reservations and more. Her email is in the show notes, so give her a request. And if you're looking to book a stroller, let us know. We can help you with that as well. And be sure to follow us on all social medias at Rope Drop Radio. Dan, thank you so much for being on the show. It has been a pleasure. We're going to continue talking to Dan on a quick Patreon episode. So here in a minute. So if you want to hear that, you're going to have to spend a couple dollars with us. That is also in the show notes. But for Doug, Dan, I'm Derek. You've been listening to Rope Drop Radio.